Good evening, y'all. This is Homeless Large Podcast. Welcome to the show. We got a great show tonight. We're here at the camp of a friend of mine. Uh, his name's Chris. Uh, we're here in Tucson, Arizona. My sponsors is Anchor FM. It's the world's leading um, free uh, podcasting app. They'll teach you how to make a podcast. They'll help you. They'll promote you on different um, social media platforms. So let's download Anchor today. All right, we got a great show today, everyone. Um, I got a special guest. His name's Chris. Well, here to camp. Chris has been looking for housing. He's disabled. And, uh, you know, it's kind of odd that everybody's been pushing on the homeless, but they don't even realize half the homeless have a story. And so this show is based on giving those, giving homeless people their story and letting their voices be heard. I don't like the fact that people started discriminating on us based on someone who's never been homeless. And so the fact is, I've decided to give us a voice. Since that guy had his voice against us, it's our turn. Um, I don't know. I think it's just time to speak out. Um, I think we've been pushed around too long. And, and, you know, the problem is we stayed silent too damn long. Like here in Tucson, especially, the city police have gotten rambunctious with us. They've gotten stupid about it. And I'm pretty sure that my guest here, Chris, will uh, agree. Chris, you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been homeless and everything? Well, um, I'm going on about almost two years now. I'm not really very proud of it, but... Uh... It is what it is, and um, the circumstances change day by day, really. Um, there is a lot of discrimination going on, but... Um, so how do you deal with the discrimination, Chris? I found it hard, because I'm not... I, I don't want discrimination, and I hate that shit. Well, it's, it's hard to deal with, but, I mean, at the same time, um, we kind of have to deal with it, because that's what everybody does, is discriminate against people like us. As if we have problems, really, which we do have certain problems, but nothing that keeps us from being a human being, really. So, Chris, what brought you out to the streets, man? Tell me your story. Oh, well. I mean, you know, that's I'm not concerned story, about drugs, so look. No, this isn't about whatever, drugs. You know? It isn't about anything except for I was with the person for a long time, 14 years, in fact, in the separation, which led to us being away from our children just kind of separated me from <clears throat> giving a shit about anything. It separates you from life, really, when you lose your kids, man. I can't blame you there, bro. I mean, you know, look, I lost my dad, man, and that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to experience, just losing my dad. It's kind of as if they almost deliberately, and I say they, when I say they, I mean the state or whoever it is that works for the state, deliberately make it so difficult for you to even... <laughs> something that you end up being of a failure well yeah and it's sad the way they do that because and, and see people ain't been believing me when i tell them that they think it's easy to get out the street and there's plenty of help out here for us but you know i haven't found too many people that agree with that statement it's kind of odd how the police come around every time those services come around and raid our camps yeah well they come around and they tear things apart so we don't have a place to stay anymore yeah, you know, and that basically makes more homeless. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, even the people that come there on a, not a regular basis, uh, you know, what happens to them? Same thing. Well, right, and, you know, it's so much easier. Look, people got to understand that, that these services come around, and they're, they're not offering help. They're just offering discrimination, and they're offering more um, downtrodden you. They, like, talk down to you, and, and they're, like, rude, a lot very, of them. Very, very rude. You know, and that's why I got lucky because uh, I have a caseworker that's not very rude. 
well, it took me a while to get to her, but my last caseworker told me I, that I should stick my money up my butt to protect it and keep people from stealing it. That cannot feel good at all whatsoever. <laughs> you know, and that's not a very cool caseworker. That's not somebody no. that should be working in a in a in a outreach setting to where you're working with people. She should not have a place of authority. That's for sure. Right, especially to decide people's housing when she thinks of it that way. Um, Chris, tell me about. Your, your journey through homelessness the past couple of years. What was it like before you became homeless? And then what was it like after? <clears throat> My life before I became homeless was almost a dream, really, man. I, I had a second chance on having a family, and um, certain things ruined it. But, you know, we go through life, and that's what happens. You get doing that, and you learn your lessons. So, um, unfortunately, um, after that situation occurred, I came to having nothing, and now I pretty much have what I have on my back, and um, which is not much backpack. You know, we have to figure stuff. out that. <laughs> we have to figure that out for you, man. I got some people to listen to my show. Maybe some people to reach out to you or something, uh, because you know. I really so, just would like to get off the streets. But yeah, I mean, I mean, look, if somebody's got you got an income, Chris. Not at the moment. I I actually have a, a disability with my legs. I get uh, yeah. I have neuropathy. I have so many different ailments that um, I it's hard for me to even explain the pain that I go through in my legs. So when you say neuropathy, them. are you saying diabetes? I don't have diabetes. I'm close, but my blood's not diabetic for some reason. I've been lucky. I have cirrhosis, which is almost worse. It actually is probably worse. Um, but, um, anyways, um, where was I with that? Um, you were talking about how you became homeless and you, where oh, you were at yeah. with it. Oh, yeah, well, after I became homeless, I, I just came up with a case of the, the fuck it's really, pardon my language, but uh, that's the way no, I thought. No, this is an open and, show, bro. you know, um, it's just the way life goes, and I, at first felt as if I was just being deliberately punished by God, but whatever, I mean, um, that was my excuse for my own problems. But um, it was the person that I was with that uh, led me to get a case of the fuckets. So I'm not blaming her. I take responsibility for all of my own actions, and that's where it's at. That's the secret to life, man, just being responsible for you. You know, man, it's like this, look, people, People um, misunderstand homeless people. A lot of them think we're just lazy or we're mentally ill or whatever. But to me, there's no mental illness. There's only trauma. You have a you have a, a trauma that sets you back in life. And this situation was the loss of your kid. So tell me what what I mean. What was it like to to go from having a family and everything you need? Do you still have any of the same friends after you became homeless? No. What did what happened? They just all turned away from me after we became homeless, kind of like they did me. Well, pretty much. Um, everybody that I helped, because I helped a lot of people. Before I became homeless, I was. I mean, even if I wasn't uh, working full time, um, I was making enough money to cover my expenses and my bills and take care of my wife and take care of me and whatever else. And um, but. Um, it gets hard, don't it? It gets it gets trying, really. That's all I can say. And, so. And then when somebody's ungrateful, it just makes you want to do it even less. Yeah, and then when people like the way people talk to you out here, man, it makes you even, it makes it even worse. It makes you want to give up almost. 
I've had people that almost try me to suicide, man. Which I won't want to commit a felony, which is not good either. Well, it's not hard out here, you know. I mean, you get, man. Look, I, most fine listeners, they're used to me. Okay, they know. You don't have to be afraid. I'm an open person. Um, I have a mouth like a fucking sailor. I'm not worried. People know that I'm an open person. I'm transparent. I don't give a fuck what they think about me. So, I really don't either, but... Right, and the whole thing about this is that, you know, this is to give us our voice. This is to let people know that it's not as easy as they think out here. And that we're not just fucking out here um, all mentally ill, all fucking stupid drug addicts that need to be in a rehabilitation or jail. That's not us. We have good people out here, and maybe they miss that, yeah. that the city doesn't house. It's far and few between, but there are good people out here. Yeah, well, you know, there are a bunch of people out here that have lost hope. Would you agree? Well, yeah. I think I, most of them have just lost hope. I mean, honestly, that's where I was for a while. I lost all hope and everything, and nothing surprised me when it happens anymore, you know. And that still goes on because I've been through a lot of shit, you know what I mean? Well, Chris, I'm here to hopefully, um, look, I've, I've helped a lot of people in my life. And uh, most of it's been while I was living on the streets. Uh, I've, I've helped house, I've advocated over 500 people into housing uh, on my own. And those are impressive stats from 28 years of homelessness. That's impressive, yeah, it is. Um, I've made a little bit of a name with myself with a couple councilmen. I've, I might, you know, I'm not going to go through everything, but I've made a name for myself. And uh, it, was, it wasn't easy to do because at the time when I started, that guy John McLean was trashing downtown Tucson with his safe park thing. And so then Lewis Arthur came out with Facebook and started trashing everything, trashing the homeless's name. So now it's... It's really hard to get something started. Like, I have a lady, her name's uh, Chris Olson, and she's working on this thing for tiny homes. Would you would you be interested in it? Yeah. All right. Sure, so, um, I'm interested in anything that's... All right, uh, so I want to... For the tomorrow homeless morning, people who need help and... Tomorrow hmm. morning, I'll call Chris. She's in California with her mom right now, but, you know, here soon she'll be back. But I also want to... Um, Monday, I want to call number one Richard Fembus' office, Ward 5. Because, you know, it's hard to, a lot of homeless people are private. They don't want to talk. Yeah. They want to, they just want to be left alone. And that's what people need to understand. We're just people like everyone else. Most of us just want to be left alone. The only problem with that is that, I don't know, I feel as if when I don't have a direction, Do you think a homeless bill of rights would help? Huh? Do you think a homeless like have you ever tried to apply for a job and you get turned down before you even get an interview because you don't have an address? Well, I've been yeah, and amongst other things, yes. Yeah, me too. I, I did that and you know it's 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 heartbreaking, isn't it? It makes you feel down about yourself like you're a failure again. And see that's the thing, people look, you guys don't realize just how much goes through our heads as we're out here. You guys are turning us down for employment yelling at us while we're on the streets. Oh, get a job, you bum! That shit ain't cool. You don't know how bad we feel being mm. out here already. And you guys are tearing us down more and society tears us down. And then on top of that, being on the streets physically tears you down. Sleeping on the ground and everything else, it tears you down. Chris, what what kind of um physical ailments have you endured just being on the streets? I mean, since you've been on the street, what kind of... Have you... Uh, started developing the pain aches and pains of getting up on it up and down off the ground and yeah your hips I, and I've knees. turned uh, recently I turned 50 and 
uh, even before that, I started getting a little less able to heal myself or let my body recuperate as fast as it used to. And yeah, it, uh, the ground is not the greatest. Um, so whenever I get an opportunity to sleep in the bed, I'm very grateful. You know, so if there were some things that you really need right now, besides housing, at the moment, I mean like clothing, socks, shoes, um, what, what, do you have a list of things that you could really use, like, you know, whatever, man. I need some I, clothes, man. Hello, Moto. So maybe I can get some of my listeners to donate some stuff um, and see what happens. That we uh, help each other out, you know. I believe that we're all number one, we're all in this together. So, if some of my listeners can help, I encourage you to do that. Chris needs some clothes. What else you need? Shoes. Shoes. What else? Um, Make a list. What do you need? What do you need right now? I mean, I'm not talking like cigarettes and stuff. I'm talking like physical needs, like I don't need clothing, uh, food, apparel I items, like blankets, and a jacket and blankets would be nice, and maybe a cot. Softer to sleep on? I don't know. Okay. So y'all hear that? Y'all hear what Chris's needs are? Y'all hear what he's going through? Y'all understand? Look, we all need a voice. And unfortunately, a lot of us homeless people, we passed up a chance to have our voice when John McClain asked us. And the reason for that is because we really didn't want the attention. A lot of us just didn't want the attention. We really just wanted to be... I had a lot of emotional trauma, man. I'll tell you a little bit of my story. I was abandoned by my mom when I was 15, about a week after my dad died. She told me I was nothing but a mistake, and that she never loved me, she never cared. Um, get out of the car my dad bought her and don't ever come back, because my dad's dead now and he can't help me. And then she left without a tear in her eye. I mean, she didn't even turn back. And uh, that was, um, that was pretty a pretty brutal. devastating event. Yeah, that's You know, on top of my dad dying and three months before that, I, I got burned. I mean, it was just, I was only 15, and and a guy can only take so much, I'd given up on life, you know. Uh, She took my will to live. She took my self-respect, my pride, my, everything about me, she destroyed as a person. I mean, I feel like she destroyed my my personal name and everything. I could see how. And um, I just got to where, like you said, I got the case of buckets, and I didn't care. I really personally had a death wish. Um... For five years, I lived out by Silverbell Mine. And uh, one day I came home from hunting. I had some rattlesnakes and a couple doves. And uh, there was a card from La Pantera on my tent that said, we can help you with adequate housing. And uh, two days later, I came back to my tent. It wasn't no longer there. And there was just a bulldozer sitting there. So, you know, that was one of the hardest things in my life was that five years of my life disappeared right there. when I came into town, it was hard because I was really pissed off at Law Terror and I wanted to find them. It took me a little while, but I found them and I started asking questions and everybody acted like they knew nothing. Nobody knew nothing about it. But it was Law Terror's card. I showed it to him. And he said, well, yeah, we don't, we don't know, you know. And it really pisses me off because who's going to be held liable for my I stuff? I don't like Law Terror that you much. Know, who's going to be held liable for my stuff that's been destroyed? Like... I've had 22 of my camps like this one destroyed by city, okay? The city police have come out and then had the city bulldozed. I've had about three. And you lose everything. They give you five minutes to get out and then you're done. That's it. They take anything else you have left. 
and you don't have time to grab everything, you know, you just rush together and grab what you can. It's a sick, twisted, twisted thing to do to us. Um, Chris, look, I'm going to try to help you as much as I can, man. I got a pretty good voice, and uh, I'm going to introduce you to some people. Uh, Chris, do you know your constitutional and civil rights? I don't really. You don't. So I want to hold a seminar so that you guys can learn your rights. And uh, do you have a Facebook page? I do. Can you get on it? Um, I'm, I'm on it now. It's uh, Chris Williams. It's my name. Um, Tucson, Arizona. Okay, Chris, if, uh, if people wanted to bring you, like, clothing or whatever, do you have a phone number they can get a hold of you so they can donate yeah. stuff to you? 520-548-7832. If y'all can donate some stuff to Chris, y'all heard him. He's had his voice. I'm going to try to get him some housing. Look, y'all. It's important. There's a lot of good people out here. Chris is one of them. I'm one of them. And um, it's important. This is humanity we're talking about. If you ain't got a sense of humanity, then I don't know, man. You don't belong in church, uh, especially if you go to church. <laughs> if, you, if you can't help someone, you don't belong in church. Right. You maybe need to go back and study Jesus a little more because Jesus helped everyone without condition. So, And that's why, you know, Chris, I have a page on Facebook if you look it up. It's called No Cross Ministries. And um, that's my ministry. It started out as Homeless Advocate Connection, and Facebook deleted that page. Uh, but I've done a lot of work over the years. And so uh, y'all look up No Cross Ministries. Check it out. Um, I'm going to share this with as many people as I can. If you uh, if you down, if you get on Anchor, F Anchor, uh, Anchor FM on the web, you can share it to your Facebook page or I'll share it to mine, and I'll give you my Facebook, and you can look it up and share it to yours. Okay. And... Um, if y'all can help Chris with those items he listed, it would be much appreciated. Again, his phone number is 520-548-7832. Or you can get a hold of me at 520-528-6745, and I will make sure Chris gets what you donate. Thank you, Chris, for being a part of the show. Yeah, no thank problem. you for giving us your voice. Thanks for listening. Chris. Thank you for being a part of our yeah, show. Um, thank you for having a voice, Chris. Yes. I'll have this uploaded probably by the end of the night here in the next hour or so. And um, you can share it to your page. Um, God bless you, Chris. God bless you too, brother. All right. Good night, y'all. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time.